I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. Having been on the front line of freelance insurance for the past four years, I've heard a lot of inexplicable reasons why freelancers don't think insurance is a worthwhile investment. And I kind of get that because insurance for freelancers is still quite a new concept. So I do understand that line of thought to a degree. But today I'm going to share some of the reasons why freelancers don't think insurance is worthwhile and explain why those reasons are absurd, inexplicable, daft. Okay, let's get into it. And these are all genuine quotes from across the internet, by the way. You might have even found yourself having these thoughts too. Um, But I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, you have a little more understanding about how worthwhile freelance insurance is. Number one, the I don't have much liability reason. Insurance isn't particularly useful or important. There's not that much liability associated with my work. However, many larger companies make having insurance a requirement of working with them. Well, my response to this is, who decides how much liability is associated with your work? It's not you, because you're not the one receiving the final product. You're not the one who would be threatening to sue yourself. It's the client So let's take a small project and client and say, if you're paid £5,000 to design a website, but don't deliver it on time or fail to complete it to the standard the client expects, the client decides how much that's cost them in terms of things like loss of income, inconvenience, and even in some cases, reputational damage. So £5,000 in web design costs, £2,000 for hiring another designer to fix the work or get the project up to speed. £7,000 for expected loss of income from not launching the website on time. £3,000 for promotional costs incurred for marketing the website's launch, which has been missed. And you can see how quickly the expenses all add up, even with a smallish client. And quite frankly, it's not for you to decide how much liability is associated with that project. Even if it is just a few thousand pounds, and bearing in mind our smallest professional indemnity claim was 2,500 pounds, that's still going to hurt your bank account way more than 20 pounds a month for insurance. Number two, the insurance doesn't seem worth the price reason. I looked into insurance, but it didn't seem worth it for the fees required, especially to cover US contracts. Okay, so yes, the fees do differ depending on what provider you choose and the jurisdiction you want to cover, but our fees start at £14 a month for £1 million of professional indemnity insurance, excluding US cover. Professional indemnity claims tend to be quite high. They're, they're generally quite large claims because there's the cost of legal experts, which isn't cheap, on top of any damages that need to be paid to the client. If you do want to cover US contracts, 
you can expect your premium to increase by maybe about a couple of hundred pounds because the US is considered highly litigious. I think I've said that word right. I always struggle to say that word. So is £14 a month worth it? Or say £34 if you're wanting to cover US contracts. Well, considering the average professional indemnity claim that with Jack, excluding legal costs is around the £10,000 mark, I know which fee I'd rather be paying. Number three, the liability is on the client reason. I don't have insurance. I don't need insurance. All the jobs I do for clients are on a freelance basis, which puts all of the liability on the client for everything. I know that a lot of freelancers have liability clauses in their contracts, as well as processes in place to mitigate risks in their work, like having clients sign off on design work, reviewing copy before it's published. And that's good. We like to see that. But, and I can't stress this enough because we do see it so often, contracts don't stop a client from making a claim against you, even with a liability clause. Contracts lay the foundation of what duties are to be expected of both parties. But your insurance steps into action if those duties come into question, which they sometimes do. Not to mention, contracts can be breached. You can inadvertently breach your contractual obligation leading to a possible breach of contract claim. I would recommend listening to episode 40 of Unsure Insure, why having a contract isn't enough to protect you, because I think that does a good job of putting to bed the myth that having a contract is enough to save you if things go wrong, even if you do have a liability clause in there. Now, if you don't have a contract, and you should, but if you don't, and you do have procedures in place to mitigate risks, like clients signing off on your designs before you commit to them, there's still nothing stopping the client shifting the blame onto you if the project doesn't go to plan. It's easy enough for a client to say, that was your job, that was why we hired you and you haven't done the job we expected you to do. With every single project you take on, whether there's a contract with a liability clause or no agreement in place, there is always the risk of a client being unhappy with the work you've done or a project being delivered late. And there's nothing stopping them from putting the blame on you. So there is always that degree of liability. Number four, the clients know that there is always a risk reason. It's well known in the industry that there's always a risk that a bug will be in your code. It would be very, very hard to bring an actual case against a competent developer. So this quote is obviously specific to development, although mistakes can apply to any line of work. And I have to admit that I really, I don't understand this logic. The developer saying that because there is always the risk of a bug it would be difficult for the client to make a claim against a developer. But it wouldn't. I mean, every time I get into my car, there is a risk that I might get into an accident. But if it happened, the driver that was liable would still be held at fault. They'd still be held responsible. I know that risk exists, but knowing there's a risk doesn't absolve the person at fault from being held responsible if those risks come to fruition. 
And the whole reason insurance exists is to protect you from the risks that we know exist. Things like making a mistake in your work, an unhappy client, a contractual obligation gone wrong, an issue with copyright or intellectual property rights. And I could go on. But my point is that any job has risks attached to it. And if you have insurance in place, you won't come out of a situation worse off if the client does wish to hold you responsible. Number five, the I've never had a problem before reason. I've been freelancing for seven years and have never had a problem. You don't need insurance. I've saved my favourite one for last. And I am sticking with the car analogy here. So if you've listened to past episodes, you might recognise this analogy because I have used it before. But that is like saying, I've been driving for seven years and have never had an accident. So I don't need to wear the seatbelt. That's a good analogy, Ashley. Because the seatbelt, like insurance, won't prevent accidents from happening. But if they do, the seatbelt, like insurance, reduces the damage done. Just because something bad hasn't happened to you in the past, it doesn't mean that it can't happen in the future. Uh, So here are some common scenarios that lead to claims. Work isn't delivered on time, leading to a frustrated client. The project scope changes or was never clearly defined, leading to client and freelancer butting heads. Not literally. Claims of copyright infringement on logos, designs, type. Clients not happy with the quality of work. And whilst there are things that you can do to reduce risks in your work and to better manage the client and the project, you can see from the above scenarios I've just mentioned that sometimes there is little control you have over the situations that lead to claims. And more importantly, you have zero control over how a client reacts to those situations. Let's recap. If you think you don't have much liability because you're dealing with smaller clients, you're mistaken. It's not for you to decide how much liability is associated with a project. And if a claim includes loss of income, compensation for hiring other freelancers, and any other costs incurred, it all adds up. If insurance doesn't seem worth the price, ask yourself if you'd rather pay £14 a month for legal help or thousands of pounds in upfront fees. Remember that contracts don't stop a client from making a claim against you even if you do include a liability clause. With every project, whether there's a contract with a liability clause or no agreement at all, there is always the risk of a client being unhappy with the work you've done or a project being delivered late. Your client may go into a project knowing that yes, there are risks, but the whole reason insurance exists is to protect your business from the risks we know you face. Sometimes there's little control you have over the situations that lead to claims, as well as, more importantly, how your client reacts to those situations. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review. 